Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. If you're a fan of boy bands and all things millennial, then you need to listen to the new podcast, Millennials Revealed, hosted by Lauren Conlon, that's me, and Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees. We tell it like it is, from back in the day to Jeff's boy band days to entertainment news that's going on right now in the world. Plus, we also have a famous guest on every episode ranging from Corey Feldman to Tommy Davidson to Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC to Trevor Pennick from O-Town. So go ahead and download Millennials Revealed wherever you listen. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, so fun episode today because I have two people from two movies that are brand new out right now. So first, we have Eric Layden, who is in Where the Crawdads Sing. I don't know if you guys read that book. I read it, or actually, I should say I didn't read it. My husband and I listened to it um, on like audiobooks on a a really long drive and it was amazing we both loved it so I'm super excited for this movie Eric generally plays um antagonists in in movies and shows he's always playing the bad guy I think the last thing I saw him in was Ozark where he played uh I forget his name but he was like a drug dealer that worked with Ruth so you'll definitely recognize him if you look up Eric Layden but he plays um a prosecutor in this film and yeah he kind of says he's not super liked shocker but he actually is very likable on the phone so yeah Eric he was he was cool to talk to I kept it pretty real with him and I enjoyed our convo and then my second interview for this episode was Jenny Slate who is so cute and so funny I used to love her on SNL but she has a new movie out where she does the voices and she wrote it and produced it and she's just awesome it's called Marcel the Shell it's super cute um her voice is just so cute in it too I just can't take it I told my kids that I interviewed her because they know her as Gidget from Secret Life of Pets, that cat, and they got really excited. So yeah, I had a lot of fun talking to these two. I thought they were a good combo, so I put them in one episode. And yeah, I mean, let me think of what else is going on in the world of entertainment right now. Obviously, Jen and Bela... You're welcome. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I just called them Baylo. I mean, is that a new name? They got hitched, which over the weekend, which is very exciting. I mean, for them. Jennifer Lopez, I feel like she does move on kind of quickly from man to man. But you know what? It's not really my business and it doesn't really affect my life. So I'm happy for her. Um, What else? Ooh, so I was in the Hamptons this past weekend and I went to this Jill Zarin event, which was very cool. Um, But I found out after that Jill and Tamara Judge got in a fight because she, Jill outed Tamara in like a Instagram live video for returning to the Housewives of Beverly Hills. Drama. And then later that night, I was out to dinner and we sat next to Vicki Gunvalson at some restaurant. I don't even really know who she was, but my sister's obsessed with her. So she was like, oh, get a picture, get a picture. So I did. 
And like I, I tagged her in it on Instagram. She's millions of followers. She doesn't follow me. Why would I ever think she would see it? And it just looked creepy because I was like stalking her for my sister. And then she saw it and she like DM me and she's like, oh, that was a fun night at that restaurant. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I swear I'm not a weirdo. Um, anyway, but yeah. So, okay, let's get started with um, Eric Layden. We'll start with that interview first and then um, we will take a quick break and move on to Jenny Slate. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How's it going? It's, uh, it's, it's going well. It's busy. It's a busy week. Yeah, especially when you're um, doing interview after interview, I can imagine. Are you on the East Coast in New York? Uh, no, I landed from the East Coast yesterday. Uh, I was in New York for the uh, premiere of, of Crawdads, and now I'm back home in, I live uh, south in, in Southern California. In okay. Got it. Cool. Yes. I saw that the um, premiere was the other night. Now I have been waiting for this. I listened, I was on a road trip and I listened to this book on tape and I have been obsessed with it. Ever. I literally have been waiting for years. Okay, Eric. So tell me, it, it, like, is it going to be everything that I want it to be? Please don't let me down. <laughs> I no, 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 no. I, 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 I think that, uh, I do think that you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. It's, I will say this, though. I think anytime anybody is obsessed with a book, it's always hard to go into that movie, right? Totally, um, yes. the book is so big, and the book is expansive, and we kind of build those characters in our mind, and it becomes our vision of, of this story. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, personally speaking, nothing can compete with your own imagination. Uh, but that being I love said, that. I was also a huge fan of this book. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really, really enjoy the film, and I think they, I think they do a good job. The book is huge, as we know. Uh, yeah. You have to kind of pick your story and which one you're going to tell and in what capacity you're going to tell it. We can't have a four-hour movie. Uh, right. And, and I think that um, – I think Liv does a really wonderful job of, um, of, of putting together a film that people who read the book are going to love and people mm. who didn't read the book are equally going to enjoy Okay, so my one thing, my one qualm about this, and you don't have to say anything because I don't want to put you in a weird spot, but I really thought the trailer was shitty. I was really upset with the trailer. Like, I was very confused by it, even though I read the book. I was like, wait, I feel like this is going to confuse people. So I'm hoping that maybe I just saw, you know, because sometimes the trailers are also too long and they give away too much. So I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm like into this trailer. Obviously, I'm still so excited to see it, but that was my only thing. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I don't I even know trailers, if you saw the trailer. I love. I, I no, I did. I did see the trailer. I love trailers, but I also kind of. It's like a love hate relationship when I yeah. when I watch a film. I love trailers because they get me excited about certain films, and I get a good idea of what the film. Or oftentimes, I feel like I get a good idea of what the film is going to be. But I also right. now being in this business long enough know that that isn't always necessarily the case. And those trailers are built to possibly make the public think one thing and then they go into a theater and they say, well, that's not what I thought it was going to be. It's sometimes for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. But if you read the book and you know the story, I can see where the trailer would be something that you would say, oh, wow, that doesn't. That's weird. That, that yeah, didn't, uh, yes. No, me. you're right. And don't you feel, I always feel like when I'm like browsing at home, I have to turn the trailer off early because it's like telling me too much. I don't know. I, um, 
I'm going to go into it with an open mind though, just because I am so excited, Eric. Now let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about you for a minute. So you, to me, always play the villain. I mean, I feel like you are, you're typecast a little bit. Do you like that? It's always fun to play the antagonist, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, because you, you, uh, you know, you get to do things that you don't normally get to do in your everyday life. Right. Yeah. You, you get mm-hmm. to play uh, the bad guy, you, you know, so you get to explore things and explore, uh, you know, emotions and actions that you wouldn't necessarily be able to, you know, just for legality yeah. reasons, go out and do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Eric Chastain and, and where the crawdads thing could be looked at as an antagonist in the sense that he's uh, trying Kai, our hero for murder. And so. We obviously are all rooting for Yeah, we love Kaya, um, Eric. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, you read the book, and as you know, yeah. Eric's uh, not terribly bad at what yes. he does. Yes, uh, yes, yes. He knows what he's doing. Yep. No, totally. Um, so I think some of your, your notable roles that I love, I loved you in Boardwalk Empire, and I loved that show and I'm really missing a show like that on TV right now. Like the, you know, Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. I just love that. I love gangster shows. I don't know if you have anything in the works coming up or anything that you can share with me. Um, but yeah, I did love you as, as Jay Edgar. Well, I appreciate it. That was certainly one that I really loved doing. Probably one of my more, more challenging roles of playing somebody like Jay Edgar Hoover mm-hmm. um, and certainly on a show like Boardwalk Empire. Uh, yeah. but the great thing about boardwalk is they gave you so much time and leeway with everything there. You know, it was such a high class production. I mean, I'm uh, sure HBO is a dream, so. right? Like it must be, I don't know. HBO I don't want a dream to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. I mean, how does it, how, I, I don't know if you can sort of compare that, but like, you know, how does it compare to working with Netflix when you were doing Ozark? Well, I think it also depends on the show itself. So a show mm-hmm. like Ozark is as big, as respectable, as much of a tentpole show for Netflix Hell yes. as Boardwalk was for HBO. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're working on a show of that caliber with that much respect from the network or, you know, the streamer that it's on, it's they're, they, they tend, they're equals. You know right. what I mean? Yes. Um, as yes. opposed to a show that maybe is newer or doesn't have the respect yet or critical uh, acclaim yet. Uh, so it's not really about the network. Like Batman, it's uh, there. There certainly is differences in networks, mm-hmm. and and it certainly has a lot to do with how much money a show has. But yeah. as you can imagine, as you get more successful, you get more money, and yeah. then you get more time. Um, HBO was is, is sort of famous at least at that time for allowing their creatives to you know really take ownership of a show uh, and not get in the way and so shows like that were uh you know a pleasure to work on because you don't necessarily get a lot of um you don't get a lot of notes from you know maybe networks Mm -hmm. that aren't even there like on the ground you know what i mean yeah yeah and so so that helps okay Sorry to keep interrupting you. I feel like you're giving me such good information. I feel like I have so many questions. I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. (laughs) I mean, I've had (laughs) actors, no, I've had actors come on, you know, promoting a movie, which is so funny. Like, like, you know, I'd say A-listers and they, I think, who was it? I don't even remember. She was making me laugh. It was Anne Heche. I won't say what film she was working on, but she was literally working on a movie. It was an independent film. And she was telling me how shitty the, uh, 
She's like, we don't even have a trailer. We're all like in a bathroom at a motel. And I was like, oh my God. She's like, I mean, she's like, if this, I'm just shocked this movie even got made. I was like, wow, this is literally giving me life right now. <laughs> because I every- love it. Well, and, and, yeah. and that's true. There are times when you're not working on, uh, you know, the Boardwalk Empires and such. Yes. You are on the independent <laughs> film and you're, you know, they've, you're shooting in a house and you've got this closet to change into and uh, yes. you know, craft service isn't quite as big. And that's, uh, you know, that's part of it. <laughs> right. Like not everything is super glamorous. And that's, you know, I think that's part of the confusion with my job as well as, you know, an entertainment reporter and stuff. Everyone assumes you've got this glamorous job on the red carpet. I'm like, honey, these, like you guys don't necessarily want to be there all the time. Not saying that like you specifically, but like to get, some of you guys to talk to me, it's like, fuck, man, you would think that I am, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, it's really not glamorous. I usually live no, with my head down. <laughs> and it's not yeah, you, it's, uh, it's your publicist. It's, it's you know, it's no, not really no, you. No, no, but... no, I think, I, you know, I, I think, um, uh, you know, I think from the other side, you know, you, you which you understand is that, I do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that we're going down a, a press line and, and there are times for, you know, an hour and a half, we've been asked the same exact question. <laughs> and, know. Uh, you know what I How mean? Does so How does it like, feel? How does it feel? Yeah. So, and what do you uh, say? It feels you know, shitty. It feels shitty to open this movie right now. Like really shitty. What the hell do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tired. Yes. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I just got off a plane. I just got out of some, you know, stylist. Like, I get it. I so get it. But, it, you know, it's like everybody's there to do their job. And so I always have to explain to people, they're like, oh, you got to go to the Met Gala. I'm like, yeah, I literally, somebody stepped on my foot where like the bone was showing. I mean, it was awful. Like, it's not even cool, you know? <laughs> but um, your kids you know, also, your, uh, your boys are. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and just to wrap things up, you know, I want to tell you, I follow you on social media. I think that your family is adorable. Your boys are so cute. You seem like such an amazing hands-on father, which is so nice to see in Hollywood. I, they're, they're everything, you know, and, uh, and I think it's probably, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, I'm, they're, they're certainly, I'm so proud of them, but, but I think in Hollywood and, and, you know, doing it being part of this business, uh, you know, having, having kids, having a wife that, you know, is so supportive. It's, it's what kind of mm-hmm. keeps you grounded and, uh, uh-huh. because that's, what's real, you know, all the other yeah. stuff is not real. That's what's real. That's uh, a really so, nice reminder. Uh, yeah. No, really, really nice. And do you ever, I mean, I have kids. I also have a son. I have a daughter as well. And the way that, you know, I, I, my husband and I were talking the other day and I just said, you know, it's making me sad. It's hard not to be stressed about sort of the state of the country where I feel like, you know, at one point we used to be united, the United States, and now we are anything but. So I get nervous for my, you know, not even as much for my daughter, but as my son, as like a white male, I'm like, shit, like you, you are known as the enemy right now to a lot of people. So I I do get nervous. I don't know if you feel the same, but. Well, I think that, listen, I think that as you, if you look back at history, I think they're, you know, and we're, we're just two generations ahead of him Mm. and your daughter. And, and I think that, you know, if you were to go back in history and look, I think that our parents probably all could have said the same thing. You know, we're nervous about what the country is going to look like or what your world is going to look like. I think that, that, you know, uh, the rapid speed of, 
technology and social media, like, mm. you know, it expedites everything and it makes everything seem just so kind of out of hand and right. uh, like can't catch up. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know. I have, I have, uh, I have faith and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta, you know, you gotta raise your kids and, and be the parents that you, you, you know, hope will teach them to make good decisions and navigate, you know, this crazy world, just like our parents hopefully did for us, you know? Yeah. That actually made me feel better. Cause yesterday I was literally buying hazmat suits when I saw that Putin threatened to nuke New York city. I was like, Oh, fine. Let me just get like a blow up raft so we can figure out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> Eric, no, it's true though. Yeah. I mean, we, they certainly pump us full of fear, you know, yes. so, uh, but <laughs> yes. they, you know, Thank you for acknowledging. And also thank you for the work you do. I appreciate your work so much. I love watching you on screen and I love, you know, I just love the way you bring your characters to life, just making all of us forget about, you know, the troubles of the world. So um, thank you again. And it's lovely to speak with you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words and thanks for the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bye, Eric. Okay, guys, that was Eric Layden. Um, I hope you liked him. I thought he was very cool, kept it real. Um, and now you'll hear from Jenny, who I love talking to because, again, she's a mom like me, kept it super real. We have, like, the New England connection. We're both New England girls. Um, but, yeah, without further ado, here's Jenny Slate. Oh, hi, Jenny. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm good. I think you are so funny and so adorable. So let's just get that out of the way, okay? <laughs> what a nice thing. I mean, you know, you don't have to get out of the way if you want to say <laughs> okay, it. Well, fine for me. Don't worry. Yeah, let me keep going. Let me keep going and tell, and tell you, yeah, how cute I think you are and how funny I think you are. Um, <laughs> no, so please tell me about this movie, this movie, Marcel. I'm like, I, I'm a little confused because I did not know it was coming out. I don't know what it's about, um, but I do have two kids. And is it appropriate for kids? Like, tell me everything. Oh, yes. Marcel, the show with shoes on is definitely appropriate for children. Um, it is a movie that we made for everybody, no matter what age you are. But, um, you know, the, the comedy, I think, is, you know, it's, it's comedy that I wrote with Dean Fleischer Camp and Nick Cayley. So it's, it's it, I think it's, I mean, obviously, I think it's good because I like <laughs> it. But um, I, I think generally um, people think it's really funny. I think it's also um, emotionally a, a really lovely um, movie for kids and their parents to see together because it's a lot about family, about community, about um, intergenerational relationships. The movie is about Marcel Bichelle, um, I do his voice, uh, and uh, play Marcel and his grandmother, Nana Connie, who's played by Isabella Rossellini. And at the start of the film, um, Marcel and his grandmother don't know it, but they're actually living at an Airbnb. They used to live with their entire extended family, many, many shell creatures, um, <laughs> with a in, in that same house, unbeknownst to the couple that lived there. Okay. When the couple that lived there started to argue and, and, and their relationship started to break up, their arguments would be so loud for the shells and their little hearing systems that they had kind of like a almost like a storm a storm, like emergency plan okay. that when the noises would get too loud all of the shells would shuffle into the sock drawer to muffle the shells, to muffle the, the noise. And um, one night there was what they call the big one, where the argument was so big 
and that most of the shells shuffled into the sock drawer. Marcel and his grandmother were on a trip to the TV to watch their favorite show, 60 Minutes. <laughs> and um, the next thing that happened was that the man got so angry that he dumped all of the drawers from the dresser into a, a suitcase and left and never came back. And the oh, no. Up. And we meet Marcel when he and his grandmother are the only two remaining. And this documentarian is moved into the Airbnb and he finds them. And he finds out their story and he starts making short films about them and he puts them on the internet. And suddenly, Marcel and his grandmother are aware, first of all, of the internet, which I think is like a very interesting thing to see. Yeah, um, yeah. They're aware that, you know, maybe their family isn't gone for good. Maybe they're out there. And, you know, what is mm. the cost of being hopeful? It's really scary to be hopeful, but maybe it's worth it. And the film Aww. is about the adventure that they go on. That's to um, try to find their family again and to connect to the world at large. I mean, this sounds so cute and so like touching. I mean, but did you come up with this concept when you were on mushrooms? This is very detailed. Like this is very <laughs> <laughs> seriously though. I, I mean, I, it's I so creative. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I love it. On yeah, Wait, what'd you but, say? Uh, I said I wasn't, I was not on mushrooms, although, like, you know, you never know how, how the long-term effects uh, might just, like, affect generally what you think, so maybe, yeah, maybe there's a... something in there, but, yep. yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's know, interesting, I, um, not to, like, talk about mushrooms, but, like, I tried to microdose once, and I was, did that whole thing where you're like, oh, I don't feel it. And then I ate like a whole bar of the chocolate and then I threw up so hard that I'll never do it again. I, it's ruined for me. But anyway, oh. um, anyway, you, yeah, you, you have really a, gotta just be patient. I know I'm not patient, Jenny. I'm not patient. So, um, you have a two-year-old and for me, that was like the worst age for my children. They were so crazy. So tantrum me. Um, but you have some leverage. Like you've done the voice in some of my kids' favorite movies, like Secret Life of Pets. I mean, I, like you are, like you can dangle that in front of your kid's face and be like, look, this is mommy. So, well, I'm like cooler than anyone you know, <laughs> right? Have you tried that yet? Well, first of all, well, she's only one and a half. And, oh, and okay. you know how like it flies, it flies so fast, but I'm like, no, don't say she's two, not yet. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I like every moment is like with this baby. I'm like, oh my god, I feel like she's getting so old. Um, but I do think it'll be really fun to like watch things with her and um, and to be able to explain to her that you know I do the voice for this character. I, I'm definitely excited to watch Marcel the show with her when she's old enough. You know, right now she doesn't really watch anything. They're, uh, we're mostly into like, you know, the board books and yes. um, chasing the dog around and that kind of totally. thing. Totally. So is she 18 months then? Yeah, she's, she's almost 19 months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know what? That is actually fine. I would say for... Yeah, for me, it kind of started a little bit before too, maybe like 23 months. And then I was like, who are you? Where is my sweet child? <laughs> Um, but yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe uh, yeah, it was different. We, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Now, where, where do you guys live? Um, we live between, we, we live in Massachusetts and we live in Los Angeles. Um, we, we go to LA in the winter time and, um, and then I think eventually we'll, we'll just live in Mass. Um, when in I mass. go to kindergarten, my daughter 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. We I'm actually from New Hampshire and for a while I live in New York City. I live in Manhattan now. I considered we considered going back for the kids um like for school and whatever, but I think did I read you went to Milton? Yes, I did for 13 years. Oh, that is so funny. I had friends that went there too. Um, I'm 37, so maybe you would know them. I'm not sure, but that's so funny. That's a small world. But no, there's like the best schools in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. They're incredible. Yeah, you know, also my my husband owns the general store in our town here and his parents live just, you know, uh, right near us and my parents are also close by. And, um, yeah. I like the idea of my daughter like having very, very close, familial relationships like part of the reason why marcel has this character nana connie with him is like first of all my grandmother's name is nana connie you can see her in my um in my netflix special stage right but oh sorry i'm just gonna uh, no it's okay it's okay (laughs) my my airpods just died um but anyway um part of the reason why you know that grandmother relationship is, is in my my Marcel movie and not just Marcel movie but in my stand-up specials but like I was really formed by my relationship mm. with my older relatives and very very close to my grandparents and um yeah I just think that's what I, I I hope my daughter can have too Oh my gosh. It's so funny. You mentioned that because my, both my kids actually just spent a week in New Hampshire with my parents. My oldest is six now. And I had been talking about this, like, you know, since she was little. And since I was little, because I used to do the same thing, go to my grandparents for a week without my parents. And I just remember not even missing them because I was having the best time ever. And my parents actually told me that she, like, she wanted to sleep in the same bed with them, which was so cute. I was like, are you kidding? Like, that is so adorable. I mean, she didn't want to sleep with me. I think that's so sweet. It's like, it's so nice. So I totally, yeah, I I totally understand. I totally understand. Now, what, um, what are you working on? Like what you're so busy. Well, right now I'm um, working on building a new hour of stand-up. I'd really like to do a new comedy special. Um, and I'm starting to write again. I want to write a second book. My my first book, actually my first book and my first special came out right at the end of 2019. My book is called Little Weirds. And I would say for anyone that likes Marcel the Shell, you probably would really like my book as well, but it's, it's for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and, and so I'm building my own material right now. Like that, that is, especially after having a baby, I, you yeah. know, suddenly it really changes how you like see yourself and how you see the world. And there's so, so much interesting stuff just to get in there, you know? So I'm, yes. I'm um, using the summer right now to, to do that. It's I, yes, you're right. And I, I always found it super, di- you don't even work in the same capacity after having kids. I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like I, will never ever be at a place that I was pre-children, not saying it's good, bad, whatever. I'll never have that focus again. And I, you know, I've accepted that, but it's taken me like years to accept that, you know, like I'll never have the focus I once had where you only have to worry about one thing, you know? Yeah. Like I, I find like, it's not necessarily, I don't have the ability to focus. It's just that I do have different priorities and, yes. um, and I, yeah, I, I do think something changes. It's not like the level of my, you know, how I perceive my own creative ability is gone. Mm-hmm. But I used to, you know, like when I was single, like I had a hairstyle that took me three hours to do. Like I, like there was one point, like 
right before I met my husband, I got this, like, <laughs> short haircut. It was, like, yes. beautiful, like, cropped to my jaw. And I would, like, either, you know, I, and I lived in L.A. And I was, like, getting manicures and pedicures and, like, shaving yes. my legs and using the, the flat iron on my hair and, like, or getting blowouts. Like, now, yes. that, I mean, the idea, like, yesterday I went swimming with my daughter and then we had to come home and it was dinner and we had friends for dinner. Like, I wore a wet bathing suit for three hours. <laughs> like, you know, like, should I change? It, it's, like, I, the way I am now is, like, I'm like a forest animal, you know, I, I, like I look me. back on what yes. I was like when I was mm-hmm. single before I had the baby. And I'm like, oh, my God, like it, I wouldn't trade it. I, I don't want to go back to that. But that yep. level of self-focus, which is totally different than self-care anyway, but like self-focus, that's yes. not going to happen again. Not yes. until many years right. from now. That's, and that is that I think like a lot of women were all on the same page about that. And I think it feels, it feels really nice to hear that from other people. So you're not like, what, what are you talking about? I work just as hard. Like, I feel like an asshole, you know, but, um, no, Jenny, you are awesome. And you have like, you're just so talented. Your daughter is going to be so proud of you. Um, I love your social media. I think you're hilarious and adorable. Like I said, and I just can't wait to see more of you. So thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, of course. For me. Yes, have a great one. Okay, you too. You too. Have a good summer. Bye. So fun, Jenny Slate. I told you she was so cute and so down to earth. I really hope I can meet her one day because I feel like, I don't know, doing like some kind of on-camera segment with her would just be so magical. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I'm going to have a brand new episode out for you again next week, too. Um, because my other podcast, Millennials Revealed, is on vacation for two weeks, so I will have lots of time. But yeah, anyways, um, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And thanks for listening. Until next time.